shot. <laughs> Alright, hello and welcome everyone to the fourth episode of Fun Basketball. Today I am joined by Sam Cooper of the Timeline Podcast. He's the co-host. Sam, you have a ho- your, your co-host, Michael, he, uh, he really upset me. I was going to ask him on because he was on my last show, but he, he is spreading fake news about Jaron Jackson being a bad defender. So I asked you to come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Grant. Um, he does that. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a little testy. He likes to get into it with other people. Um, it's, actually, it's actually funny between the two of us. Mike is uh, 10 years older than I am, so he's like you would think he would be the mature one. <laughs> but he, he sends me through DMs like all of his worst tweets. And he's like, should I post this? Will this offend anyone? <laughs> and and like seventy five percent of the time, I'm like, dude, don't post that. That's a really bad idea. So I'm I'm sorry if he offended you. No, that's, no, that's, that's sort of just our relationship. No, I just I just wanted to poke poke fun at him. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because one time he tweeted out like, um, you can tell a lot by a person from from what from what their uh, Instagram like search thing is. <laughs> And I sent him my Instagram search thing, and I was like, what kind of person does this tell you I am? And he was like, the same kind of person as me. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so that was funny. And then also joining me is fellow Mavs fan, at DMoney23. He's, he's one of my best friends. We met on Twitter, and I, I would be lost without him. His, uh, his name is David. David, how are you today? Great, Grant. How are you, man? I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Yeah, of course, anytime. Uh, I'm gonna have you on a lot in the future, so it's good. I'm glad we finally got this uh, this cranking up. So, yes, sir. All right. So, what we're doing is we're trading between all five Pacific teams. Uh, we got the Suns, Warriors, Kings, and Clippers. Um, the weakest, the weakest one I have, and I don't think Mavs Twitter would like this very much. I don't think anyone would like this very much. Uh, but I had to make a trade that made some sense. So I went ahead and did the Lakers. Uh, this is literally the only trade you can make because uh, David mentioned before we started broadca- or before we started uh, recording that literally everyone is either a free agent, has an option, which those haven't been uh, accepted or declined yet, and they're probably going to be declined, and there's there's a bunch of other stipulations with the Lakers, so the only contract I had that makes sense, and this is going to hurt, but it's Tim Hardaway Jr. for Danny Green and Kyle Kuzma. Now, I know that's awful, but Danny Green is an expiring contract, and Kyle Kuzma is somewhat of a young player. If you can obtain an asset like that and still keep 18-31 and Jalen Brunson, that's, that's a decent enough package to get you some sort of NBA player in return. So I wouldn't be keeping Kuzma here. I don't want Kuzma in Dallas, but in this particular say, trade... Grant, did you uh, <laughs> did you see Kuzma's uh, Twitter tirade yesterday? No, I don't. <laughs> I've been way too busy. What did he do? Um, he Well, I, I don't want to get too into it, but he, he tweeted some non-basketball related stuff that was... Uh, Let me check this out. It was, it was a little questionable. Some of his views of the world, some of his views about a... a, a a certain pandemic going around uh, yeah. the world right now. So I'm just saying, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's exactly an asset that you want to give up. Well, I don't. That's for. Uh, see, but, I don't. But if your idea this is, is just uh, to flip him. yeah, this is this is just uh, Tim Hardaway doesn't intend on coming back, and I'm a LeBron AD guy, so I want the Lakers to win. Uh, most Mavs fans don't. I want the Lakers to win, you know, just because I like those guys, and I 
plan on flipping the asset right away. I would keep Danny Green. I know he played awful in the bubble, but he's still Danny, Danny Green. He played the Mavs, too. Do what? He kind of played the Mavs last offseason, too. Uh, I mean... I don't know. It just gave me a sour taste in my mouth, but... I he, mean, he's definitely something something we need. He's he, he's a three and D guy who's got you know championship experience now. He's been on three different finals teams. It's just, it's just from experience and veterans. Uh, like we we need veterans. We need leadership. We don't need any more like projects or, or tests. But yeah, so that's the I di- I didn't see I didn't read at all what Kuzma posted. So I mean, if if he posted anything offensive, I'm sorry. I've been off Twitter for like three days. Um, but yeah. That's that's the only uh, Lakers trade I could come up with. Um, David, you got a you got a Lakers trade? Uh, not really. No. Yeah. I mean, most of my other teams. Yeah, it's it's hard. Help and Bradley. Those are the two that yeah. would help fill holes that we have with shooting with KCP and defense and Bradley. With it's not really a playmaker, but he is a defensive minded guard. Could, yeah, definitely. Could use some help. Absolutely. But I mean, that would, that would take signing trades or signing him through the offseason and hopefully at a one-year deal so we don't eat into our cap space for 21. Yeah, so we can get – so we can uh, steal Devin Booker from Phoenix, yeah. Easy, so, don't do that, man. <laughs> got behind my back, not to my face. <laughs> sorry, sorry. All right, speaking of Phoenix, we'll go ahead and jump right into that one. Um, so I want Javon Carter. I understand that he's restricted, uh, so he has That's to accept fair. that qualifying offer. Uh, so there's not really a, I mean, there is a way we can trade for him, but I mean, the news broke that y'all are possibly going for Chris Paul. If that happens, then you only have Chris, you only have enough money to get Chris Paul and sign someone on MLE. Uh, obviously what I've oh, noticed, that's not quite true. That's not quite oh. true necessarily. There is, there is a way that they could, they could get a guy through cap space, but, uh, it, it, it would probably, I don't want to say anything definitively, but yeah, that probably means no Javon Carter for sure. Yeah. It definitely means, I'll tell you this, it definitely means no Dario Saric, no Aaron Baines, yeah. guys like that will hit free agency. Javon Carter, I don't exactly know what his value is, but he's an interesting piece. Yeah, I, I like him a lot. So my trade, uh, I, I want Javon Carter. Obviously, I think there's other ways we can go about obtaining him. Uh, I know a lot of Suns Twitter is very, it's either everyone loves Ubre or everyone wants him gone right away. Uh, I like Ubre. He's definitely got exactly what we need and it would hurt me to let go of this guy because i i love him very much this is the only trade that i really had that makes sense though it's uh and i'm only throwing justin jackson in here to make the the money work so <laughs> you can wave him or, or cut him or you know send good. him back in any way you want because i mean good, good. Uh, unless you want devin booker to just spin him around and around in practice then he's he's pretty <laughs> worthless for y'all but uh justin jackson dorian finney smith in the 18th overall pick for kelly Oubre jr what do you think about that one yeah, I think I'm going to keep Kelly um, in uh-huh. that one, if I'm being honest with you. And it's not because of Justin Jackson. First of all, I want to say, I think Mavs fans have such a funny relationship with Justin Jackson. <laughs> Just as, like, you guys have an objectively good team, but but there's like he's like the only player on this objectively good team that is just like a bad player just like a bad player who gets into the rotation every night fucks things up am i allowed to curse yes yeah of course yeah i should object (laughs) just gets in there for 15 20 minutes a night fucks things up i think you guys have a really funny relationship with how much you knock justin jackson online um but it's not because of that it's just you know right now the the Suns are fully into the chris paul thing kelly Oubre needs to be in that deal in order to make that work 
Um, if I'm trading Kelly Oubre, a guy who's been, I'm not, I'm going to be honest, like as far as Suns fans go, I'm not the highest on Kelly Oubre just as like a basketball player that you'll find. Yeah. If I am going to trade him. Yeah. If I am going to trade him, I want to trade up, not down at this point. Like I don't Mm want to trade for more picks. I want to consolidate into something bigger if I can find it. Um, so I, I mean, Kelly could potentially be on the table, just not for, not for that stuff. Dorian Finney-Smith is an interesting name, though. There, there. Are, when I look at, I'll put it like this: when I look at the Mavs roster right now, there are a few names that intrigue me, and they're don't worry, they're not Luka Doncic or, or KP, but there are a few names that intrigue me. But I don't actually know that you'd be willing, that you'd be willing to give um, any of these guys up. Like, let me ask: how do you how do you feel about Seth Curry? I like him. I think he might be one of the worst defenders in the NBA, and I think he might be the slowest <laughs> player in the NBA. He literally too passive at times. He's he, exactly. If my thing is with him, if he doesn't shoot the ball five times, there's no reason for him to even go on the court. And uh, I said that very early in the year when he was shooting terribly, and people got really mad at me for it. And then he started getting hot, and he he would have like amazing games, but then. He, he would have 15 minutes one game and shoot the ball twice, and then the next game he would play 22 minutes and shoot the ball 11 times. So I, my thing is, like, if he's not shooting five to seven times a game, there really is no point to have him on the team because he For sure. doesn't do much else. But um, you can definitely take Seth Curry for Kelly Oubre. I'll tell you that what right. What about, like, swap out Finney Smith for Curry in that trade? So it's Curry... And the 18th pick and Justin Jackson for Oubre. Would you do that? I don't know. Yeah. I guess, but would you be interested in 31 instead? I don't. Uh, see, this is tough. Because at, at 18, we could grab another like wing, uh, and that's what we desperately need. I so. know. Well, but that's, that's why. So I'm giving you Oubre. I'm getting back Seth Curry, right? And okay. I don't want to play Justin. I don't want to play Justin Jackson. So I, I want the 18th <laughs> pick so that I can take a wing with that 18th pick. Well, you, you can take a I mean? wing like, with I'm the 31st thinking, pick. Yeah, but not as good of a wing. I'm thinking like <laughs> Desmond Bain is there at 18. I'm thinking like Sadiq Bay is there at 18. Maybe Aaron Neesmith might be there at 18. Like a guy who's playable. Yeah. I Our, mean, I guess there's probably a guy who's playable at 31 too. But you see, you see what I mean, right? Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. I'm just like. Just my whole thing is like it's kind of lateral to trade for a, a wing for a wing unless you can get like two wings. Or, you know, I guess sure. I guess you're taking Curry or I guess you well, know you're taking Curry instead of the wing, but we still right, need a we could get a good shooter back. at 18. Let's let's move back a little bit and just not a full reset, but I like so you said with the Lakers, right? You wanted Danny Green, you want like a veteran, right? Right. Billy yeah. Ubre's um Ubre's. I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's not a veteran. So like, what? How does he? match with your priorities for what what you're going for i i mean he's not he's not a veteran but he's at least three and d he's he's four three years younger than dorian finney smith or two years younger than dorian finney smith and he's played in the nba way longer i just i just think he's and i think he's a better dorian finney smith i don't think he's you know danny green when danny green gets it going like that intensity and that like level of play is is very important, and I think Dorian has more intensity than Ubre. I think Ubre could be a lot better. He just hasn't done it yet, or he just isn't as focused as people would like him to be, which I think is what your knock is on him. I don't. I don't want to speak for you though. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just think he's just a, an excellent wing defender and a decent enough shooter to where Luca would make him look 
maybe five times yeah. better than he actually is, which is what... Uh, no, I mean, he would he would totally improve your guys' team. I agree with that 100%. And also, I have to look at your roster again, but, like, my uh, one knock on Dallas, I guess I would say, like, who was your third leading scorer? Uh, it would have been Timmy. It was Tim. It was hard to win. Yeah, 15.8 points per game. Like, mm-hmm. the problem with Oubre is... And, I, you know, I'm not trying to dissuade you from trading for him right now, but the problem with him is, like, you need to bring him into a solid culture to, like, kind of, like, just calm him down. Because he's, he's the type yeah. of guy who will go out there and he'll score 20 points and, like, get one assist. You know, like, he won't really pass the ball. Like, he just, he drives relentlessly. He puts a lot of pressure on the rim. All that is great stuff, but, like, you need to kind of fit him into a system and be like, okay, we need you to pass out sometimes. If there's if there's a wall forming of four guys under the basket, we need you to, like, pass out to the open guy on the perimeter and not try to posterize the entire other team. <laughs> um, so, you know, he, he just needs to be settled down a little while. But, like, if you guys just need a third player who can go out there and, like, be your 18 to 20 point per game, like, third score, he'd be, he'd be really really amazing in that role. The question is, are you willing to give up Seth Curry in the 18th pick for that? I get uh-huh. if, if I can keep Tim Hardaway. Uh-huh. If I can keep Tim Hardaway, I, I would do it. It would hurt, but I would do it. Cause I mean, at least okay. with at least we're not committing to Uber a long time, and uh, we get says money off our books. Which it's not All a right, bad contract, but it's off our books. Tell you what, I'm still going to OKC first. I'm still <laughs> asking if we can we can figure out that whole thing. But as a backup plan, I am coming to you, and and I'd be I'd be happy with this deal. I I I'd do it. All right, I'll ring Donnie up and ask him about it. So, David, what would you do? Uh, would you prefer Dorian for Ubre in in this 18th pick, or would you prefer Curry and and the 18th pick for Ubre? I'd be fine giving up Curry over Dorian, honestly, just to keep our yeah, uh, keep the defense that Dodo brings. And then if you look at like Tim Hardaway, he made a jump in like what four or five percent from three when mm-hmm. he started playing with the Mavericks, like the Luca Lebron effect. Of course, he, just ele- he elevates everyone on his team, and when you have the Offensive-minded uh, coaches, Rick Carlisle, they got the like league leading offensive efficiency in like history. Yeah, pretty sure you're going to be able to get the best out of Kelly on the offensive side of the floor. So that's very true. And for him to be our third piece, that seems like it would fit perfectly. Well, I still think he'd be our fourth if we st- if we still oh, had Tim. Well, yeah, if we keep Tim, they're, they're they're interchangeable. Yeah, either one of them could be our third leading scorer any given night. Like, I, I think Tim is ultimately better, but yeah, I mean. I, I think Ubre Ubre would literally look so crazy next to Luca and Dorian and and Tim. It would just it would be amazing. Plus, if we kept the thirty first pick, we could find we could either find shooting that way. You know, uh, Seth would be really hard to replace because he shoots forty five percent almost. But we could find a decent enough uh, shooter with the thirty first pick or with our MLE. Uh, real quick before we move on from the Suns, I just want to mention it's crazy because like I follow I follow you, Mike. Uh, Zona, of course, and Sean Longley, and it seems like mm-hmm. we all want the same people. We literally, we want like I want Chris Paul, I want Christian Wood, <laughs> I want like you yeah. know all these other guys that that it, you got good taste. What can I say? Yeah, it's it's kind of like we're kind of a similar team. Like yeah, we may have won a little more games last year, and and yeah. I, I think a lot of that is due to the Aiden suspension and and Rubio being hurt, but um for you know you guys, Rubio being in and out, but this you know, is um. Y'all have this coming from a pl- yeah yeah sorry you go. Uh, y'all have one like crazy crazy offensive like guy in Devin Booker, and we have you know Luca, 
And then y'all have Aiden, who is somehow super underrated, like, and very under the radar. Uh, and, and we have KP, you know, so it's it's sort of like a similar dynamic where we're both sort of one step away from really, really competing and, like, really, really making a splash, even though, you know, the records might not be exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're a little bit further away, but but I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. The well, I mean, I think, you if y'all get are... Chris Paul, like, you're, you're, right, you're sure. over us, I, I think. That's interesting. You think that next year? I I think if y'all get Chris Paul, keep Mikael Bridges, keep Aiden, and keep Booker, then that is a... That's crazy. That, thing, as of right now, that is better than a Luca and KP and Tim Hardaway trio. Well, I was going to ask a second ago, you guys, uh, you only have the MLE, right? You don't have cap space? Uh, Courtney Lee comes off our books, and then uh, Tim Hardaway has an $18 million option. Other than that, yeah, we're, we're right at yeah. cap. But uh, it's... He's taking that. Do what? Oh, okay, yeah. like an extra one and a half from JJ or something? We'll get, like, we have JJ coming off the books, and then uh, I guess we haven't really accepted or denied Justin Jackson's option, but I would assume we opt in just to try to trade it. Um, I'll let, I'll remind you, I don't know if you, I'm sure you watched our series. DeLon Wright did not play in the last three games. So it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a consensus thing among everyone in Mavs Twitter that he's probably gone. So, uh, I, I think we're probably looking to move off of him in any way possible. Uh, even if we have to get rid of one of the picks or. Well, you, I kind of, uh, I thought that was interesting. Like coming into this, I kind of thought you were going to offer him to us. Cause we, the whole thing, the reason I want Curry, the Suns need a third guard, you know, cause, cause Rubio Booker was really good last year. CP three Booker would be amazing, obviously, but, um, man, our bench guards just sucked. And like, we didn't have a stabilizer. Like Javon mm-hmm. Carter's cool. You like Javon Carter and, and he comes in there, he gives you hustle and he, he shoots 40% from three, but like they didn't have someone who could just kind of like comp competently dribble the basketball and like create their own shot and stuff like that. So they needed a guy like that. I don't really know that Delon Wright is that guy. Like I don't know that I'm interested in him being that for Phoenix, but I was a little surprised just that you didn't you didn't try to pawn him <laughs> off on me. Well, so my thing with and David is probably like right up there with me because we before the season even started, we were literally watching uh Delon Wright like hype videos and we were like, yeah, this guy's amazing. <laughs> like he's he's he is a really long and good defender and he's he's very athletic. He just does not fit with what we do, like, at all. Like, he, I, I don't, I think him and Rick Carlisle get it's into it a lot behind the stories. scenes. It's he, one of those stories with yeah. Rick Carlisle again. He's, he's another Rick, Rick Carlisle, like, failed point guard. I don't, I think he's great. I mean, Memphis and Toronto, who Toronto is one of the best player development teams in the league, they both view him very highly. And I'm sure we view him very highly. It's just he Something about him and, and Luca and KP, it just it just isn't working, and I, I don't know what it is because he's not bad. He's not. He doesn't look winded. He he gives effort. It's just, you know. I, and also, I was trying to do a deal where uh, y'all save money because I'm trying to get y'all Chris Paul if we can't get him. <laughs> I think Chris Paul in that in that Valley Boys uh, jersey would be gorgeous. So, the Suns are going after Chris Paul. What happens to Rubio? Uh, Rubio's in the trade, no doubt. Yeah, he has he has to be. And yeah. so the trade, Mike and I talked about it. It basically has to be. There's a way you can do it without giving up Ubre, but it's like it's very difficult. So it's probably Rubio and Ubre um, have to be like the framework of the trade, and then picks. You know, I don't know exactly what picks. I'm sure they're arguing over that literally as we speak. But, yeah. uh But Rubio and Ubre are the two pieces who are gone. Gotcha. So we'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, it's definitely a loss for us as well. You know, because Rubio came in, he he almost led the league in assists. The mm-hmm. Suns as a team led the NBA in assists. So, like, Rubio kind of, what he came 
in it did is he, he instituted like a, a structure yeah. to this offense. Like it was the he first really time the Suns really had a structure to their offense in like six years. Um, and then Ubre obviously did so much for the culture too. So like I can see why not every Suns fan is into the idea of it. Um, but at the same time, Chris Paul was a top 15, top 20 player in the NBA yeah. last year. So he is old, but I think it's worth it. Old and expensive, but I definitely, I mean, you got to you gotta take a flyer on a guy like that. I mean, if, if you're a team that's like, okay, we need to show Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden we mean business, then you go out and you get Chris Paul, which is why I, which is why I want Chris Paul. Like, you want to show Luka and KP, hey, we're going to win championships and we're going to win them now. You go out and you get the one of the best point guards of all time. <laughs> like, it's, I know he doesn't have the best playoff resume, but it's Chris fucking Paul. It's a no-brainer to me. Anything else? Uh, anything else on the Suns, guys? I mean, I have like a three-team trade with Dallas, Phoenix, and Sacramento. Oh yeah. Oh, oh and Sacramento. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, we'll do Sacramento next. Then. Uh, well, I was looking at Rubio and Gialicia to Dallas. Oh, uh, I love this already. Seth, Jalen Brunson, and Jabari Parker to Phoenix plus our thirty-one, oh. and then Delon and eighteen to Sacramento to. Because they need a defensive guard. They need the playmaking. 18 plus, what other pick do they have? 15 or something like that this year. So to be able to get the age off their team, try to start younger. I mean, not start younger, but their oldest would be like 28 at Bogdanovich. Like the Kings, their window isn't right now. So try to look towards the future. The Suns get the shooting from Curry. Get the playmaking from Jalen. Uh, we also Park. get Jalen. I really like that. Yeah, Jabari Parker is kind of a wild card with his injury history. He had a shoulder problem this last year, and his ACLs like what a few years ago. But yeah, when he plays, I mean, solid guy. Yeah. And then, I mean, Rubio and Jay Leach are the Balkan boys. <laughs> be unstoppable, man. Yeah, <laughs> we're saying fuck defense all the way on that, but I'm all I'm I mean, all in on that. Leach isn't that bad on defense. No, be, no, he's on. great on defense. But uh, I mean, I guess we're not really giving up defense either, so. Yeah, we're not. But G. Yeah. just shoots like 41% from three. Seth shoots good from three. So G. Leach can stretch it out and, and rebound, play defense inside. He's a little bigger than KP. He can take a take more of a beating. Rubio is like that secondary playmaker and slash defender that we need. And uh, for whatever reason, his shooting's gotten a lot better. <laughs> I definitely like it. The My only thing is Belitz is really slow. But, I mean, we don't really pay, play with pace, surprisingly. So I'm I'm definitely all for that. Oh. I feel like everyone gets something out of that. Yeah, I like it, and I think with this off season, we're gonna see like a record amount of three and fourteen deals to go with like a record amount. Maybe I don't know about signing trades, but we're definitely gonna see a record amount of three team, four team deals, and they're gonna all be very wacky, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, so, so my king's trade is um, I, I I'm pretty similar to you. Uh, I I went. I know for a fact the teams are in, that uh, the Kings are interested in Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, they they inquired about him last year with us, and they wanted to extend him and give him a boatload of money. And I think they're probably one of the only teams that will, uh, besides us. So my my trade is Tim Hardaway, Delon Wright, the 18th pick for Buddy Heald, who his extension kicks in next year at 24 million, but it goes down every year, and Rashawn Holmes. Uh, Rashawn, oh, I love Rashawn Holmes. Yeah, Rashawn Holmes is. One of the best rim runners in the league, which we play a f- three out with a rim runner and Luka handling the ball type offense. So we have three shooters, Rashawn Holmes cutting to the basket and Luka 
or you know, Trey Burke or whatever, you know, taking care of the ball. And Buddy Heald on the wing with us, I think I think it's a no-brainer that, that you do this. Just because I, I want to see Timmy succeed. Timmy played well for us last year. I think if he comes back next year, he's he's going to only improve. I think he, you know, it's it's all uphill for, for Timmy uh, if he goes to the right situation. Um, I, I want to I see him succeed. Unfortunately, Sacramento might not be the place for that. But, you know. As long as he's getting his bag and, and he's happy, that's that's cool with me. So yeah, I, I have a uh, Timmy Delon in eighteen for Holmes and Heald. What do you love about uh, Holmes, Sam? Ah, uh, exactly what you said, man. I mean, he's an amazing rim runner, an amazing hustle player. He protects the rim. He's just like I was shocked when he went to Sacramento for like what's he making five million dollars yeah, a year? Five I thought, mm-hmm. thought he was worth way more than that after he left Phoenix. Uh, he played for Phoenix at one year. Um, when we won 19 games, that was that was a year ago, oh, yeah. and he was like, other than Devin Booker going off, he was like, pretty much the only positive out of the entire season for me was like watching Rashawn Holmes play, and also DeAndre Ayton's rookie year. But like, you know, if you guys got Holmes exactly like you said, that's a that's a three out offense plus the rim runner. It gives you like 48 minutes of just rim runner, yeah, you know, between especially Holmes and, and Dwight Powell. So and like, Maxi, yeah. A, and Maxi, you would have you would have a really good combo there with with those guys uh, in your front court depth chart. He's awesome. Yeah, um, I love him a lot. I've awesome. loved him since. Buddy's, uh, Buddy's more of a wild card for me. Yeah, uh, contract. But my only problem with Buddy is like I've heard uh, attitude problems and and the whole thing about him lying about his age and him being a three year college four three or four year college player. That kind of uh, that kind of puts me off of him. But anyone who shoots nine threes a game at forty percent definitely deserves a look, and uh, especially next to Luca. Uh, and I mean, his contract isn't great. It's a lot of money, but it goes down every year at least. So you, it's movable. It's more movable as the years go on, as opposed to mm-hmm. you know, that's true. If it was, yeah, if I mean, it was evened out or backloaded, he's still he's still a third best type of player, no doubt. I mean, he's uh-huh. like you know, we were talking about Kelly Oubre a few minutes ago. Buddy Heald is is a big step up over over Kelly Oubre. I do think it's funny. Like you picked a hard division for this episode because just yeah. every other team here is trying to compete next year mm-hmm. so it's hard to find that team that's just like like you know if we were talking about like the thunder right now it'd be like okay they want to tank so just like give them 18 and 31 and they give us this piece and it's like it's easy but since it's just five teams in the pacific division that are all just going to be going after it next year it's just harder to find that that perfect match it's very true it, even the kings are gonna you know be trying as hard as they can even though yeah, they might I mean, come even short. the kings are trying to build off their momentum maybe there was more momentum last year but they still think i don't know if i believe it but they still think that they've got a team that that can go out there and compete for an eighth seed. So I mean, they're going to try with a guy like De'Aaron Fox. Almost anything is possible. I, I'm very I love that guy. I love that guy to death. David, what do you think about the, my trade? I like it. I mean, Rajon Holmes. If we're not giving up defense, Holmes can help yep. with like uh, recovery on what Heald can't cover on defense because he's not the greatest defender. But like you said, forty percent on what eight or nine threes. Yeah, it's uh, just below nine, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, and uh, you know, I, I any time a guard or a shooter comes to Dallas, they just automatically, even without Luca, with with just Rick, automatically just play like out of their minds. Yeah, uh, elevates their game like crazy. Mm-hmm. So the next two trades I have are a bit crazy, and I don't think either would ever happen, but they make sense to me, you know. So if the Warriors. This this guy, if you ask me to name the perfect player you would want on this team, this guy fits the mold. 
Draymond Green would be the best Mavs defensive player in in history. It would be it would be beautiful. But you'd have to give up a lot to get him, and the Warriors would have to be really kind of desperate to move off of him. But I think the trade I put together, they would really enjoy. So maybe they could use. I think if there were like a three team deal, they could use the assets we give them to really really make a splash and get like a Giannis or like a Bradley Beal. But uh, I have Draymond for Maxi Kleba, Tim Hardaway Jr. in the 18th pick. What do y'all think about that? I'm sorry, who's who's the first one before Maxi? Uh Maxi Tim Hardaway Jr. and the eighteenth. Tim pick. Hardaway. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't think Golden State is is there yet, you know. Yeah, I don't so this would be like a gonna, they're they're gonna counter with uh do you want Andrew Wiggins? Uh, uh, <laughs> say no. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh I would do Andrew Wiggins in the or I would do Andrew Wiggins for probably Tim Hardaway in the eighteenth pick, just because I think I think there's something you there really with Wiggins. Would. I think there's something with Wiggins. I don't he's never been properly coached or trained or anything. He's just, he just got the ball a lot in Minnesota and they said, go to the rim. That's, that's his only training he ever got. He's never, you know, flip and uh, Ryan Saunders are, you know, great human beings, I, I think. And, but Minnesota's development is just, their track record is just not good. Uh, they're so lucky. They got a guy like cat to like kind of hide it. Cause you know, He's a seven-foot shooting guard, but yeah, I, I I think you're right about uh, Draymond. They're like a year or two away from this. Like Draymond would have exactly. to kind of like really shit the bed next year for them to want to do well, this. I mean, honestly, Draymond's been low-key shitting the bed for a while, but like I think I think you're exactly right. I think they're like a year or two away, but by the time they realize that they actually do want to get off this guy, it's going to be too late, and he's not going to have any value anymore. Yeah, um, it's just a tough situation. I mean, yeah, it's again. I think it's just the state of the division. Golden State is going in next year, thinking that they're a top four team in the West. They probably are, um, but but they're going to give it all they got towards towards another championship. Real quick, since we're just talking about Golden State, and I know you're a draft guy, who do you think they should take it to? And you two do. Oh man, man, that's a good question. Um, I I still think they're going to trade it. I think the funny thing about Golden State is uh, they've they've been like the kings of smokescreens oh bob myers like, yeah yeah every 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 day every day for the past few weeks it's been like golden state is interested <laughs> in uh james weissman they're interested in uh denny of dia they're yeah. interested in you know all these guys like they just they just want everyone to believe that they're interested in everybody to inflate the value of the pick overall um i don't actually know who they're gonna take i mean i think weissman is it is or a Kongwu, either center is a good play there um just kind of like you know, you've got the the best backcourt of all time. You've got Draymond Green as a as a good defensive uh, anchor. Just put a center like a Kongwu or Weissman. They're going to take Weissman realistically. If I think so too. Two, um, to plug into that system, and and there's just so much pressure lifted off their shoulders to not like. You know, I think Weissman at um number three going to Charlotte is a good play for them as well. But but I think there's so much added pressure there to be like the star of a franchise who like can't have the benefit or the privilege of just focusing on defense just focusing on like setting strong screens and rolling to the rim but also Mm -hmm. has to like score 15 or 20 points per game um that isn't there in golden state so i think you would really have the benefit of of being a an impact player from day one right well um i mean i personally would want them to take denny uh just because i love denny but uh i think you're i think charlotte i think if they do take denny then charlotte absolutely needs to take uh Okongwu from USC, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, Okongwu or Wiseman. Yeah, I think I I would love love to see them in Charlotte. What do you think, David, about uh, Golden State with its second pick? 
honestly, I'm not really sure about the the drafts. <laughs> All right, that's a okay because I'm not really either. I've just been kind of listening to what <laughs> listening to what guys like Sam say, and then kind of oh, spitting it back out. I just want to put it on the record, like. I just listen to what the real draft people say. Yeah, that's okay. Person. Yeah, we <laughs> like I have my opinions, but I'm not. I'm not one of those draft guys. I'm not like Richie, who I know yeah. was on one of your episodes. So. Of course, yeah. I was just talking to him, but yeah, um, yeah. He's Richie, and and we have a lot of good uh, draft people over at Mavs Twitter, which is awesome because that means I don't have to pay attention to it unless we're tanking. <laughs> uh, I'll stick to I'll stick to my cap space stuff. Uh, okay, so finally, the Clippers. It's sort of the same. It's sort of the same deal. So Kawhi reportedly said he wanted a point guard. Um, this is essentially the same exact trade I just did for the Warriors, except it adds Jalen Brunson and we get Paul George instead. Uh, I know Paul George absolutely sucked against us in the bubble, but I he's one year away from being you know in one year removed from being in the uh, MVP conversation because. Until Russell Westbrook forced him to shoot his shoulders off, he was literally like one of the best players in the league in in March of uh, 2018. So, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Jalen Brunson in the 18th pick for Paul George. What do you what do you think about that one, David? Uh, I mean, Paul George is still good. I know. That I feel like these last couple playoffs were an anomaly, and I don't know if the Clippers' environment was the best for him. So I feel like we could maximize what we get out of him here. I mean, yeah, you, you can't overlook an MVP caliber player. Yeah, definitely. And I like we're we're too attached to our role players on the Nas. I mean, yeah. Brunson's is gonna be good. Maxie's what, twenty nine? Uh twenty eight or twenty nine, yeah. And it's not like we want Tim forever. Paul George is obviously an upgrade on all of this. Uh, yeah. I'll I mean I liked him. I would sign Tim to a long term deal tomorrow if he wanted, but it's just like we kind of just don't know right now what everything right. is looking like. Uh, did you have a Warriors trade, David? Uh, I have. I know that the Warriors are talking about trading like their number two pick for Aldridge, so I like threw in the Spurs into a into a. Mix. Ah, see, I like the Aldridge conversation because he's an expiring deal, and I think if you could trick the Spurs into thinking that we have talent that they can develop or fix then they would be interested but i think he'll more than likely be sent for like another expiring deal or just like a i don't, I don't even know what his value is on the trade market to be honest but what's your trade well uh aldridge and justin jackson to the warriors just because the money they can do whatever to jackson plus our yeah. team uh thj to the spurs plus the two pick and then we get wiggins Okay, yeah, I like that. I mean, we're only giving up the 18th pick in um, Justin Jackson, right? What What was the yeah. other? Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Like, like the third team, just to pull Wiggins away. Because, I mean, they don't really, with Clay and Curry coming back, Wiggins is kind of like backseat on that offensive part of their team. They could use Aldridge down low with his defense and uh, down low presence. So I feel like it works out for every team. 
Yeah, I mean, the reason I want Aldridge is just because, like I, like I mentioned uh, earlier when we were talking about the Lakers, I want, like, guys who have been there, guys who have been in big games, and guys who could close out these games. Like, our biggest problem last year was, you know, we were amazing for three and a half quarters, and then we absolutely just could not put the ball in the basket for the last six minutes. So I do uh, point out that makes Paul George a, a pretty funny target. <laughs> like, I also think... I also believe in, in the principle of, like, buy low, right? And I don't think Paul George is nearly as bad as he was in, in those couple of months, but no. it's just kind of it's just kind of a funny contrast. Yeah, well, like, see, like, I've still, like, Paul George to me, like, is not, I don't, when I think of Paul George, I don't think of the guy who just sucked in the bubble. I think of the guy who, you know, was an OKC, was an MVP candidate. I think of the guy who was... Mm-hmm literally one shot away from knocking LeBron out of his first championship, like in the Eastern Conference Finals. So that's what I see when I see Paul George. I don't, you know, I, I've been watching the game for a long time. I've been, I've been invested for a long time. I don't, I don't see, like, my recency bias does not affect Paul George. Paul George is an all-star level player every single year, year in and year out. He's a perfect two-way player. Uh, he, he, can do, he can do it all. I mean, he's not a playmaker. He can't really put the ball on the floor, but he does just about everything else you ask him to. And uh, he's got a good attitude and temperament. He's he's a quiet guy. He doesn't really, you know, he 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 gets around. But that's that's about all. That's about uh, all he does. Maybe maybe y'all should uh, make a trade for Paul George. Well, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really know if there'd be a way for us to swing that. I think you'd have to do the Rubio Ubre stuff again. And and at that point, I don't really think. I don't know. I don't really think it's worth it, but uh, he is—he is interesting. I, I'd maybe take another look at him, like a couple years from now. Uh, when's the next time he hits free agency? Paul is a one plus one next year, so okay. he could opt out next, at the end of the season and become a free agent. I doubt that happens, though. Yeah, I doubt very highly that happens. So, hmm. Since we're here, what would it take for you to give us Uber, uh, Ricky Rubio? Ah, that's interesting. So, here's the thing. I really like Ricky Rubio. Uh, yeah, as, as you should. why earlier in the episode. So he completely changed your offense. Like, I agree with you. completely changed our offense. Y'all so won, like, like, sorry, y'all won 11 of your last 13 games or something like that, including the, all yeah. the bubble games, and then you, you beat yeah. the Bucks before the, the and, before know, the shutdown. Like, and, he, and he was, y'all were amazing at the very, very start of the year, too, when you, when you had everyone until Aiden got uh, suspended. Right. That's Well, that's what I was about to say. Look, it's not fair to say stats like these sometimes because like everyone goes through adversity right but in the games where the Suns had DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker and Ricky Rubio and and I recognize again they'll have injuries next year there even if Ayton doesn't get suspended there will be times when they're without one of those three guys but when they played with those three guys they were 20 and 15 and when one of those guys was missing mostly Ayton because he was suspended they were not so good so yeah uh, I I I really appreciate what Rubio brings to the table. And, and with you guys, like I like DeLon Wright to an extent. I like Jalen Brunson. I like Seth Curry. But none of those guys can step in and just like run the offense like Ricky Rubio can. So, nah. you know, I, I think I'm I'm going to push back on trading Rubio unless you can get Chris Paul, in which case he has to go to OKC, or uh, you can try to insert yourself as part of a three or four team trade to get him. Um, or... You know, one thing we've heard a couple of times this offseason, I don't really know if I buy it or if it's just smoke, but but the idea that the Suns are interested in Van Vliet, if that they would have to, you know, get rid of some some stuff to create space for that. But if they were interested in Van Vliet, then okay, I don't think Rubio has any interest in coming off the bench, so I'll try to flip him flip him for something else and see what I can turn him into. 
Hmm. I definitely don't think... I think I would rather have Rubio than Van Fleet. I like Van Fleet a lot. I just think, like you said, Rubio is literally... I mean, he played on the Jazz. He was one of the best... He was something that opened up their offense a lot. And as soon as he, you know, played in the playoffs for them, he became... It felt like he became, like, a completely different player. And then... He he is like your oldie veteran like this year. He's not old by any means, but he is your veteran no, this year. For you know? sure, him and him and Baines really really yeah. led the led the culture. I mean, you know when the thing is, both he and Baines are such quiet. Well, maybe not Baines, but Rubio is such a quiet guy that when you hear interviews with him, like no one takes credit in that locker room for being the veteran who like leads everyone. It's kind of like a, we do it by committee. Everyone's got different stuff that they go to to different people for. Um, but no doubt, I mean, Rubio's, you know, there's a lot of young guards on the Suns, and he's teaching teaching those guys how to be professional, how to take care of their bodies. Um, he's, he's a great presence to have around. Um, I think the question is, he lived up to his contract this year. He did a great job. Um, is he actually going to, like, do the Jason Kidd, Steve Nash thing where, whoa, he's at, this is a guy who's actually, you know, really good in his 30s. You know, he's almost not dropping off at all. Or is he going to, you know, is, is the plummet coming in the next year, which it very well could. You know, is the athleticism that makes him like a solid defender right now, is that really finally going to fall off and, and he becomes more of a negative at that price point uh, than he is a positive in the next year or two, in which case the Suns need to like scramble and find a replacement fast. So we're going to see what happens. But but for now, I feel pretty good about just just keeping him unless you can get an obvious upgrade like Chris Paul. Yeah, uh, that's that's where I'm at with with most of our roster, too. Like, I don't want to trade Tim Hardaway Jr. unless we can get someone who like Clint Capella, who just changes our our entire you know, defense and offense completely. All right, guys, thank you so much for, for hopping on with me and talking with me about with uh, talking me about the Pacific Division today. It really means a lot to have you. Um, you can follow Sam at S. Cooper Hoops, right? At S. Cooper yep, Hoops. Yep, you got yep. it. S. Cooper Hoops on Twitter. Definitely be able, definitely check out his podcast. Him and, him and Mike are very fun, even though Mike knows nothing about Jaron Jackson. And you can also follow David at dmoney Twenty Three. One of the best sort of follows, big LeBron guy. He's one of my best friends, so definitely go give him some love too. It's a D A V right twenty three. Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Damn. That's okay. I'll my, put it in the description. Name, my, my Twitter name is D Money. So oh, okay, okay. See, you I know someone. Well, I know him so well. I don't pay attention to his Twitter. I just I see. I see. <laughs> I see that little Luca Avi, and I see his name on my phone. That's that's what I see. All right, all right. Everybody, have a good night.